Turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings comes right after 1 Kings. In your Bible, 2 Kings chapter 6. And we will turn there in just a moment. 2 Kings chapters. If you don't have a Bible, there's one right in front of you in the pew rack. Take out your Bible, the one in front of you, or go ahead and take out your smartphone and get ready for the reading of God's Word this morning. Amen. There's a picture that I grew up with as a child, and many of you have seen this same picture. It illustrates a powerful truth. This picture illustrates the truth, the principle that I want to reveal to you this morning. Let's, let's, let's interview uh, Edify this morning, and I want to find out what they are seeing. What they are seeing. Let's see that picture up on the screen. Real good. Joe, help me out, man. What do you see? Well, I see, I see, I don't want to say it because she seems like a really nice lady, but I, I see the one on the, the old hag. You see an old hag up there. You see an old woman, some people say. I, I, I see, see uh, a, a, an old witch. I mean, okay, okay, sure. Matt, I see the pretty girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not because you look for pretty girls, is it? No, no. up there. Okay. Okay. Real good. Rosaria, what do you see? I see a pretty girl. See a pretty girl. Oh boy, we got a divided house. What do you see, congregation? Most of you said the old hag. That's why you need this message this morning. You do. There's two ways. There's two ways. Mark it down in your spirit. There's two ways of seeing. There's two ways of seeing. And that's what 2 Kings chapter 6 is all about. I believe it's the greatest account in the Bible on two ways of seeing. Let me set the context for you of 2 Kings chapter 6. The Syrian army, the Syrian army, time and time again, would invade Israel, attack Israel. This is going back 3,000 years ago. Times haven't changed, have they? In 2 Kings chapter 6, though every time Syria attacked Israel, Israel found out ahead of time and was protected. The king of Syria got frustrated over this. He thought that he had a spy, a spy in his palace. And he began accusing his commanders of being treasonous, treacherous, he thought he had a mole in the ranks, as they would say today. But they came to him and said, Commander, <laughs> King, it's not one of us. There is someone greater than the CIA, the NSA, the FBI. Well, they didn't say that. I'm, I'm just adding that for, for flavor here this morning. There's someone that sees every movement that you make, every strategy that you plan. There is someone who even knows what you say in your bedroom. We can imagine the king's eyes got white as saucers. What do you mean, he said? They said, it's the prophet of God, Elisha. God tells him every evil strategy that you make towards his people. They're prepared for your attack each time. The king of Syria said, then get the man of God. Kill the man of God. Kill Elisha. They found Elisha at the city of Dothan. The city of Dothan, by the way, let me do a little bunny trail, used to be thought to be a myth, a legend, the stuff of fancy until my uncle and archaeologist discovered it back in the late 50s with archaeologist Joseph Free and it's all documented how they substantiated the biblical record that the city of Dothan the Bible talks about actually existed and that's where Elisha was camped out 
And so the king of Syria sent his biggest army and surrounded the man of God, Elisha. And that's where we pick up in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning in verse 15. That's right. Uh, and when the servant of the man of God, Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. How would you like to get up? How would you like to, how would you like to get up this morning and see your home surrounded with bandits, robbers, with thieves, with killers out to kill you? How would you react if you looked out your window? Huh? And saw hell's angels out there with guns pointed in your direction. How would you react? Well, the servant of Elijah said, Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. How did the prophet respond? Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can I hear a shout this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those that are with us are, are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. There's two ways of seeing. There's two ways of seeing. There's two ways of seeing. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of what? Horses and chariots of what? Fire! All around Elisha. What did he see? What did he see all around Elisha? The army of the Lord. <laughs> the heavenly army of angels. Fiery chariots and horses. God's army. God's army is always greater than the enemy's army. Our God knows no retreat. He knows no defeat. Hallelujah! That those that are with us are greater than those uh, that surround us. Hallelujah! Amen! Two ways of seeing. I want to ask you this morning, how do you see? What are you seeing? How is your spiritual vision if we did a spiritual optimization, how do I pronounce that? Optimat, forget it. If we gave you a spiritual eye test, how's your spiritual vision? How's your spiritual vision? What are you painting on the canvas of your imagination? What are you seeing? this morning as you grapple with the circumstances of life. I'm not talking about your natural eyesight. I'm talking about your inner vision. Did you read the article just recently in medical, medical science, the medical journals on Rose Crawford? Rose Crawford, age 50, had a miraculous surgery upon her eyes. Rose Crawford, who had been blind all 50 years of her life received a miraculous surgery procedure that recovered and restored her eyesight. When the bandages were removed, the tears coursed down her cheeks as she saw the dazzling colors of God's marvelous creation. But that's not the real story. The real story is that surgical procedure was developed 20 years ago. At age 30, instead of age 50, Rose Crawford could have recovered and restored her sight if she had only known about the surgical procedure. The doctor, when he was interviewed about Rose Crawford, the doctor said she just figured there was nothing that could be done. She had given up hope regarding her condition. Much of her life could have been different if she had only known about the restoration of her sight. This morning, this is a message directed to the restoration of your sight, your inner vision, how you see spiritually. Some of you 
are like a Rose Crawford this morning. You're sitting in darkness. What am I talking about? You're sitting there, and if I was to interview you, you would say, Preacher, it's never going to get any better than this. Preacher, I'll never get out of debt. Pastor Phil, I'll never be able to break this habit, this addiction cycle that I'm in. Pastor, my loveless marriage is never going to change. Uh, we're stuck in a rut. We're in a love recession. Uh, Pastor, this disease is going to end up killing me. I'm never going to see health and healing. Pastor, my children are never going to end up living for God, serving God. Preacher, there's two words that add up and sum up my life. Lonely and loser. Is that how you're seeing this morning? If we were really honest, is that the picture that you're painting of your life this morning? Your circumstances? Your future? My prayer for you today is Elisha's prayer. My prayer for you is 2 Kings 6.17. Open his eyes. Open her eyes. Lord, that he, that she may see. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for new spiritual eyesight, new spiritual vision to come this morning. Lord, I pray for victory vision in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you, you're following along with me this morning, if you have my notes, would you fill in the blank right now with me? The power of vision. The power of vision. Did you realize that God created us as visual beings? Right now, as you're looking at me, God help you as you're looking at me right now. But uh, as you're looking at me, 42, 42, get a hold of this. As you're looking at me, 40 million bytes of information every second are being inputted into your brain. Data is being processed in your brain as you are creating a three-dimensional picture of me as you're looking at me right now within the screen of your imagination. The eyes, the natural eyes, are merely a gateway. The optic nerve, a gateway. It's the brain that is creating the picture called me right now as you're looking at the preacher here this morning. If I was to write the words up on the screen, large white blossom. You do not see merely words. What picture is forming in your mind right now? Picture, edify, what picture is being formed in your mind right now? Size, color, a kind of flower. Basically, you have what kind of a picture in your mind right now? A large white blossom. Sure. Yeah. Of course, there'd be variation if I was to interview each one of them. But you simply don't see the words. You see a, a picture. Likewise, every single one of us are carrying around inner pictures. Inner pictures of ourselves, how we see ourselves. Inner pictures of how we see our present circumstances. How we see the future. We're painting a picture. It's very similar to the operation of a thermostat. Now, many of our homes have appliances. Uh, I run the thermostat. My wife runs the dishwasher. You could put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you. I, I have a doctorate, but I don't know how to run a dishwasher. <laughs> I don't know how to run a washing machine. And my wife doesn't know how to run a thermostat. She still, I, I, every now and then, I have to explain to Becky the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. What's the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. A thermometer responds to the temperature of the environment. A thermometer reflects the temperature of the environment. A thermostat controls, determines the temperature of an environment. What are you? A thermostat or a thermometer? Are you reactive or are you proactive? Are you reactive or are you proactive? When you paint pictures of victory, of blessing, of God's favor, of health and healing, prosperity, the good things of God, 
You're setting the thermostat of your spirit to impact your life, your present circumstances, your relationships, your future. You see that with me. Our inner vision, our spiritual vision, how we see things in life is to be a thermostat that determines for the glory of God our environment, our lives. It's a powerful determinator for blessing or curse, life or death, victory or defeat. Write this down. Many have settled. However, for a defeatist vision of themselves, and life. They carry around photos. Failure photos. You remember when we used to go to a conference, we used to go to uh, meet friends or go to a family reunion, and they'd ask us, how's the family doing? Remember those days when we'd pull out the wallet and show pictures in our wallet? I haven't carried pictures in my wallets for years of the family because we don't do that anymore. What do we do now? We put out, we pull out the smartphone. Uh, Becky and I were just at a uh, minister's uh, uh, gathering, and all the pastor's wives were walking around, not with smartphones, but iPads, showing off their children, their grandchildren. Sir, what kind of inner photos are you carrying around of your expectations, of your faith, of your outlook? What kind of pictures? I, I submit to you that many are carrying around failure photos. Failure photos. They don't see themselves ever succeeding. They don't see themselves being able to pass the class, pass the exam, making the grade, being promoted, ever leaving their parents' household and making it on their own. They don't see themselves as rising higher. They don't see themselves becoming prosperous, successful, healthy, or spiritually victorious. They are limited by their vision. They're limited by their failure photo. You say, Pastor, that sounds like one of those positive thinking seminars. You must have been to a positive thinking seminar. I have. Yeah, by the motivational speaker, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6. Here's the positive thinking motivational seminar I've been to. Jesus said, the lamp of the body is the eye. Was Jesus talking about our physical eyeball here? What do you say, Edify? Is Jesus talking about the, the natural eye? Or is he talking about your inner vision? Make a choice. Inner vision, you got it. They're a bright group. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye or your inner vision is good, your whole body, your whole person is full of light. Students, what happens, students, if our inner vision is poor? defective, ugly. What happens if our inner vision of ourselves, our circumstances, our future is deficient? What happens? Jesus said if your vision is bad, your whole body or your whole life will be full of what congregation? Darkness. What kind of darkness? I usually, I usually use the D words. I usually use the D words. What kind of darkness? Despair. Give me another one. Depression. Give me another one. Defeat. Give me another one. Disgust. What else? Doubt. Good. Keep going. Death. Very good. You, you sound like a preacher now. Despair. Disillusionment. Spirit of divorce. And, oh, we can go on and on and on. Uh, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness how great is that darkness by the way demons and the devil also begin with the letter d how great is that dark when jesus talked about the lamp of the body he was talking about your inner vision it's like an inner 
video projector that is projecting an image. You will only behave. You will only confess the image that you keep before you. What you project, what you paint, the photo that you keep before your life, you will produce. I've watched this time and time again. If you and I had a counseling appointment for one hour, and you were to share with me out of your mouth, and I was to analyze your words, your speech, your nonverbal expressions, your body language, I would pretty much be able to paint the picture that you have been carrying around before the screen of your imagination for much of your life. Jesus is saying if you focus on your problems, uh, if you focus on what you can't do, what you can't have, if you focus on what you can't become, if you think you've already reached the best in life, uh, then that image of mediocrity will keep you stuck right where you're at. Stuck in a rut. Is it because God doesn't want to promote us? Is it because God doesn't want to heal us? Is it because God wants to keep the victory from us? Is it because God uh, wants to keep prosperity from us? Is it because God wants to keep his best from us? Is it because God uh, doesn't want to promote us? Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I don't read anywhere in there that God desires to send us curse instead of blessing. I don't read anywhere there where God wants to send us death instead of life, sickness instead of healing, impoverishment instead of prosperity, a defeated life, a defeated li a failure is the result of a defeatist vision. Lousy, poor, spiritual eyesight. A defeatist vision chooses to focus on the problem instead of the problem solver. A defeatist vision develops a negative image. They speak a negative speak. A wrong focus develops a wrong image, which in turn develops wrong outcomes. A defeatist vision has a cause and effect relationship. Where does poor vision begin? Where does it begin? It begins in the spirit of a person. It begins as a spirit of fear, a spirit of doubt, a spirit of unbelief. You show me a spirit of doubt, a spirit of unbelief, a spirit that is captivated by fear, and I'll show you lousy vision. We were in the midst of uh, a building program. We're getting ready uh, to put the shovel in the ground, as many of you know, for phase four. We were in the midst of phase two, which is the chapel, the gym, the, the education center. This was back in 95, 96, 97, 98, in the years of the Lakeside family. And I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I didn't have the staff that we have now, and uh, trying to do everything, be everything for everybody, and pastor at the same time in the midst of a church building program. Uh, I had sleepless nights. Uh, uh, I had a hard time eating my food. Uh, I would usually say to people in a very spiritual manner, well, I'm concerned about phase two. No, I was filled with a lot of fear, anxiety, worry about the building program. Would we have enough money to pay our bills? Uh, would we be able to get the job? Would we get the city's approved? What, what, what if, what if, what if? And life was stressful, and uh, it, it could be seen the way I used to go to lunch. Uh, I always chose fast food restaurants in the fast food drive through lane. And, and uh, I, I drove to Burger King right over here at Hall and Shaner, and uh, I rolled down my window, and again, I was all stressed out. I was in a hurry. It was one of those days, and I ordered my food, and nobody responded to me. So I said it a little louder. And ordered my, my Whopper. Uh, and, and nobody responded to me. 
So I said it again. This time I'm angry. And, uh, and this time, the third time, when nobody talked back to me, I really looked at the speaker I was speaking into, and the speaker was not a speaker. It was a garbage can. You operate in a wrong spirit. You operate in a negative spirit. That negative spirit will affect then your mind. And instead of being favor-minded, you will be what? Huh? You'll be fear-focused instead of favor-minded. And if you're fear-focused in your mind, then you'll begin confessing what? You'll confess doubt, you'll confess fear, you'll confess worry, anxiety, you'll complain, you'll be negative. You live with anybody like that? They're painting wrong pictures. They're living with failure photos. Their inner vision needs to go to a spiritual ophthalmologist. That's easier to pronounce than the other, the optometrist one. Okay. Yes! There's a cause and effect relationship. Wrong spirit, wrong mind, wrong mouth confession, wrong attitude and actions. A defeatist vision will infect the whole person. A defeatist vision will infect a marriage, a family. It will infect your circumstances. It will infect your ability to succeed, your future. It will shape your destiny. I'm talking about lousy inner vision. It'll cause you to miss out on God's best for your life. Do you want to hear that God has a better way? I said, do you want to hear that God has a better way? Oh, write it down. God's better way is victory vision. Victory vision is God's prescribed way of seeing for His children. Victory vision is the doorway of blessing. It's the doorway of power and prosperity, health and favor. If you want to enjoy God's best, move into what God is seeing. See what God is seeing. Amen. More importantly, victory vision is God's way to empower His church, to proclaim His gospel, to mend uh, uh, sick marriages, to heal fragmented families, to set the sinners free, to cause the blind to see, the lost to be found. It's God's way to bring deliverance. It's amazing what happens when you have the right vision. My daughter Julie is a high school teacher. And Julie gets involved in forensics with uh, her high school. Now, she doesn't teach at just any ordinary high school. My daughter, Julie, uh, my eldest, teaches at a Catholic uh, high school where she's a missionary for Jesus Christ. And she acts as more than a teacher. She acts as a pastor. And uh, they were in forensics. Uh, forensics is... Uh, spoken poetry and debate and uh, all the arts of communication. Uh, and they were in competition against uh, all the big private schools in the state of Michigan. She teaches at a little private Catholic school. Most of her students, she would share with you, come from... Uh, uh, impoverished situations. They are there on scholarship. They're very common, ordinary Joe families, uh, uh, hard-working families. There is no uh, ritzy, glitzy uh, uh, situations uh, pretty much in her school. She took this little collection of kids that has never been involved in statewide competition before against these large private schools. She took these little shepherd boy Davids against the Goliaths, and she began to paint a picture of victory, a picture of success, a picture <laughs> of the joy of competition. She began to paint a picture that they can be greater than the way they see themselves right now. And not only did uh, they come in to high rankings as never before in the school, one of uh, her young men, uh, I believe a senior, 
the, the dad is uh, uh, just an ordinary truck driver, went against Bloomfield Hills, Detroit Country Day, De La Salle, all the big name schools, and won the entire state of Michigan. Hallelujah. Yeah. And more than rehearsal, more than practice, she painted a picture. She painted the picture that you can be more than what you are right now. You can succeed. Don't look at those big schools. Don't look at those ritzy, glitzy uh, uh, places of higher learning. Look at what you can become. You're a winner. You are victorious. Uh, you can succeed. When you have a thermostat of that kind of picture that you paint in your life, you cannot help but impact the lives of others. You cannot help but flavor the lives of others to become winners as well. This is a main job for parents. What kind of picture are you painting for your children, parents? Grandparents. We spent the whole weekend babysitting our twin grandsons. Oh. 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 It's been a long time since I've been a young parent. <laughs> I need a vacation just to recover from the weekend. Man, they take a lot of loving. My, my, my. But they're worthy of it. Your children, your grandchildren are worthy of you speaking to their lives, painting the picture that you can be more than, than, than what the world says you are. You're more than what your past says you are. You are more than what your failures say you are. You're what God says you are. Amen. You see that? Painting a picture. Painting a picture. Victory vision comes by focusing on the person and the promises of God. It's seeing through the eyes of faith. It starts by seeing who our Lord is and how much He loves you and how faithful He has been and He is in your life. Victory vision is choosing to see your Lord as blessing you, favoring you, prospering you, healing you, delivering you, and saving you. Amen. Victory vision is anchored. Write it down. In the biblical dynamic, we live by what? Faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by sight. How many remember, you're old enough to remember when JFK Jr., JFK Jr., his wife, her sister, died in that terrible plane crash. That plane that JFK Jr. was piloting. Most experts say that the reason for the airplane crash was because JFK Jr. had never graduated, never developed the ability to fly by instruments. He flew by the seat of his pants. For you that understand aeronautics or piloting, the expression flying by the seat of your pants is knowing what is up and what is down by sitting in a chair and feeling the weight of gravity as you fly by the seat of your pants. And the only way you know you're upside down is because you're not flying by the seat of your pants then. He was flying at night. Hadn't developed the ability to fly by instrumentation, by sight only. Doom, death, destruction was the outcome which is often the outcome for us that live by sight instead of by faith. We often cannot see the army of the Lord surrounding us with protection and blessing and prosperity and healing. All we can see is the disease. We see the unemployment. We see the impoverishment. We see the bills piling up. We see the critical husband. We see the, the unloving wife. We see uh, doubt and, and despair and depression. And all the time the Lord's up in heaven saying, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. I've never lost a battle. Huh? For the battle is mine, saith the Lord. Lift up your eyes and see your Lord high and lifted up. Begin to see as God sees. Yes, we produce what we continually keep in front of us. 
your spiritual mind, your spiritual person is like a blank canvas. What are you painting on your canvas? What kind of picture of yourself are you painting? What kind of picture of your present circumstances? What kind of picture of your future are you painting for yourself and for your family? What kind of picture? You can paint on it any kind of picture you choose. Your paintbrushes are your thoughts, your attitudes. Your paintbrushes are your words. Words are powerful. Your paintbrushes are the most important ones are the person and the presence and the power and the promises of God. What happens when we let doubt, fear, impossibles, or it can't be done, become the paintbrushes on our canvas? What happens? Defeat. You keep, you keep an image of God being unfaithful, unloving, unwilling to be painted upon your canvas. You paint a picture of your God being deaf, senile, faint and feeble on your canvas. What's going to happen in your time of storm? Your ship's going to go under. You're going to gravitate towards death and destruction, poverty and despair, defeat. You're going to be like what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 59. Like the blind we grope along the wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. At midday we stumble as if it were twilight. Among the strong we are like the dead. But victory vision, write it down, is determining to take the paintbrush of God's person and His promises and begin painting a new picture. A new picture. Victory vision is choosing to see the person of our Lord as the Bible reveals. What does the Bible reveal about your God? The Bible reveals that He is your Savior. He is your Lord. He is your Deliverer. He is your Healer. He is your Protector. The Lord is my Shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah! Lift up your eyes and see Him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Paint a new picture. Paint a new picture. Your greatest paintbrush is the Word of God. See God. See your Father as God's Word reveals Him to you. God's paintbrush that He wants to put in your hand to give you healthy, victorious, inner vision are also the promises of God. How many promises of God are for the Christian? All of them. Paul the Apostle says, all the promises of God are yea and amen to those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Will you paint it? Will you paint the promises of God upon the canvas of your life? Will you paint it? Will you wake up each and every morning and when you jump out of bed, say, ah, oh, that No! When you jump out of bed uh, and you hit the, the ground with both feet on the floor, will you stand up and square your shoulders and lift up your head and declare, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, hallelujah! For if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he that's within me than he that's within this world. I am more than a conqueror through him that has loved me. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I'm going to paint a new picture. Hallelujah. It's going to be a great day. You see the difference? We constantly produce what we keep before us. Now you can go ahead and, and live your day by Fox News. My dad he has to get up every morning make sure my parents don't see this sermon <laughs> and my mother starts off with MSNBC then NBC then CNN and then Fox News 
And by the time it's 11 o'clock, my dad has to call me and I have to pray him through. He is so depressed. He's both mad and sad. And I finally had to tell my dad over the phone as I prayed with him, I said, Dad, stop watching that stuff. Stop watching that. I said, I don't care what they say. Nobody has the corner on the truth. There's only one who has the corner of the truth. And he'll give you the right picture. He'll give you the right painting. Hallelujah. See, see, see your situations through the Word of God. He constantly projects an image of victory, health, wholeness, healing, blessing, prosperity, favor. Favor. And then we come to the pastor. We, we make an appointment with Pastor Hal. I, I don't understand why nothing good comes my way. I don't understand why God doesn't love me. I don't understand why God doesn't want to bless me. You got poor spiritual eyesight. That's why. God's hands are bound. God can't move the mountains because you ain't speaking to them. God desperately wants to promote. He wants to prosper. He wants to bless. He wants to heal. But He's waiting for you to speak to the mountain. To paint the right picture. To reorder the canvas. To get out the paintbrush of His person, His presence, His power, His promises. There it is. That's how the heroes of the faith moved in life. That's how they moved in victory vision. While the world saw this crazy next-door neighbor nut building a big cruise ship in his driveway, Noah had painted a picture of hope and victory, blessing and salvation. Noah, this father, heard from God. And because Dad heard from God, he brought salvation to his entire family. While the world, while Israel, while the people of God saw a giant roaring send me a man Goliath shouted out send me a man and we'll decide it right here and now where they saw a giant a little shepherd boy by the name of David saw how big his God is and God made David a giant killer hallelujah well the Babylonians well old King Nebuchadnezzar well they saw a fiery furnace that would French fry you if you didn't bow down to that golden statue, that forerunner, that foreshadowing of the Antichrist 666. While Nebuchadnezzar saw a fiery furnace, three young men, three young adult men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they saw their God who is able to deliver, protect, and save. But if he chose not to, they would rather burn than bow. And what did God do with that kind of inner vision? What did God do with that kind of spiritual insight? God made it cool in the furnace. Uh, God brought a fourth man in the furnace who is likened unto the Son of God. Hallelujah! God was with them in the furnace. There it is. While the world saw two losers by the name of Paul and Silas. While the world saw two convicts in prison, chained up in the inner dungeon of that Philippian jail. While the world saw shame and lawbreakers, God saw two men of God that were lifting up their praises at the midnight hour because they were shouting worship and praise to one who's a mountain mover. And if he's a mountain mover, he can be a jailbreaker. Hallelujah. And God at the midnight hour, as they confessed uh, their inner vision in praise, he sent down two mighty angels that each took one wall of that jail and they had the first jailhouse rock. Hallelujah. And they shook uh, that jail uh, free as each and every prisoner was set free. And God brought a miracle as the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? Do you see it? What kind of inner vision are you developing? What kind of picture are you painting? The heroes of faith moved in victory vision. Will you choose to do so? If we choose to see the victory of the invisible, 
if we choose to embrace the everlasting love of the imperishable, if we choose to invest our faith in He who is the invincible, we can do the impossible for the glory of God. Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord! This morning, this morning, this morning, we bring you to Holy Communion because God is a painter. Have you ever wondered why does God have two holy sacraments in the Bible? What are the two holy sacraments of the Bible? Water baptism and communion. These are not rituals. These are spiritual realities. And both of them are created for a visual people. God knows that we are a visual people. So these deep truths, these deep spiritual principles are painted with the paintbrush of the visual. What am I to see when Pastor Hal baptizes and puts you underwater? What would happen if Pastor Hal forgot to bring you up out of the water? When you go under the water, I am to see you dying to the old way of living. I'm to see you dying to the old way of stinking thinking. And when you come up out of the water, I'm seeing you resurrected with Jesus Christ. New life! <laughs> New life divine! Amen! Paintbrush. What is God painting with the, 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 the bread? Huh? This weekend... In just a couple of hours, I'll be standing before the cameras for Shelby Township, before Shelby Township proceedings. And I'll be giving the invocation, the benediction, your choir will be singing. And we're going to be remembering. Memorial Day is, has nothing to do with the living. Memorial Day is about remembering the heroes that paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, our national freedom. And we must not forget the price that the Son of God paid for your salvation was ultimate. God didn't send an animal. God didn't send a new age doctrine. God didn't even send an angel. God, because He loves you so much, He sent His very best, His Son, to die for you. To take your place. The Son of God took the punishment for your sins and my sins. And He cries from heaven, Don't forget me! Don't forget me! Don't forget me! Do this in remembrance of me. When I break the bread, I am reminded of His body that was broken for my sins so that I might be made whole. When I drink from the cup, I am reminded, hallelujah, that the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. <laughs> there is no sin that is so deep uh, that His grace is not greater still. Hallelujah! This is all about painting a picture. This is all about a vision of grace. This is all about amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found blind but now, now, now we can see. We can see. We can really see. Write it down. Victory vision then begins in the spirit of our person. It's governed by the faith of our person. It's empowered by the praise of our person. And it's manifested in the whole of our person. If your vision is full of light, your whole life will be full of light. Closing this morning, how are you seeing? Maybe the reason that you're not experiencing God's best is because your vision 
is not where it should be. You're not seeing as God's seeing. I remind you again, you're not how the world sees you. You're not in how your past sees you. You're not in how your sins see you. And you're definitely not how the devil sees you. You're what God sees. You're a born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing, demon-fighting, soldier of the cross. You're a child of the Most High God. You're the heir of righteousness. You're a king's kid. Square your shoulders. Lift up your head. Uh, confess your faith in Him who cannot and will not fail you. Lift up your eyes and see Him for who He is. Paint a new picture. Start focusing on God's person. Start focusing on His promises. Write it down. If you will change what you're seeing, you will change what you're producing. Father, the name of Jesus, I ask and pray even right now this morning, oh God. I pray, come, 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 Holy Spirit. Breathe upon us. Knock upon hearts' doors. Open, open, open the eyes of our heart, Lord. We want to see you. Open our eyes that we may see. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And we're about to participate in Holy Communion. How many are here this morning and you're not sure you're right with God? You're not sure your sins are forgiven. You're not sure that you have a home in heaven and you want to be sure. You want to participate in Holy Communion. I want to invite you this morning to be included in a prayer of salvation that I'll pray. A prayer that will make you right with God. A prayer that will put you on a highway to heaven. If you'd like to be included in this prayer, I'm about to pray. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, all I ask is for you to demonstrate your faith. All I ask is for you to lift up your hand. And that will tell me you want to be included in this prayer. How many, how many will lift up their hand right now and say, I choose Jesus. I'm going to say yes to Jesus. Lift up your hand right now if you would. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. In the reverence of this moment, I don't want to leave anyone out. I want everyone to have the opportunity to receive Holy Communion. Precious Jesus. If not, this has been a message to Christians then. And this morning, we're going to believe and receive for new vision, victory vision, in the name of Jesus.